Thanks for being with us today. My name is Debbie Garza. I'm a pharmacist and currently the CEO of the Texas Pharmacy Association. With me today is Dr. Leonard Friedland, who is a pediatrician, a vaccine research scientist at GSK, and has been involved in the development of over 14 vaccines that are currently in use across the United States. He's a member of the National Vaccine Advisory Committee, and he's passionate about vaccines. I'm thrilled to have him with me here today as we talk about the role of pharmacists in vaccinations and increasing immunization rates. And we'll also discuss the recent announcement from the federal government as it relates to pharmacist ability to order and administer vaccines. So welcome, Dr. Friedland. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you. So Dr. Friedland, I've read where in some parts of our nation, vaccine requirements are being suspended for kids going back to school. If we can't get kids vaccinated on schedule, what are your ideas on how pharmacists can play a role in getting kids up to date on their vaccine schedule to keep us from trading one epidemic for another? Yeah, you're absolutely, uh, I like the way you said that. We don't want to have another public health crisis on top of the one we already have. We don't want to have resurgent outbreaks of measles or polio or hermophilus influenza B uh, here in the United States, diseases that, that uh, we just don't see any longer. Um, we don't want to miss the opportunities. And I think wherever people can access healthcare, they should have the opportunity, uh, if it's, if it's appropriate to receive their vaccines. And so I am uh, very encouraged, uh, by, uh, the HHS announcement. Uh, of course, it's going to be dependent upon jurisdictions and states. And, and, uh, but once it, if it's possible, it's a great opportunity, uh, you know, Pharmacists have tremendous interactions with families and patients. Of course, the convenience is there as well um, as far as uh, evening hours and, and weekends uh, for families. And so we don't want to miss the opportunity. Uh, and of course, it can be done safely, uh, which is absolutely critical. So um, I'm very supportive of not missing any opportunity for a healthcare provider to vaccinate uh, patients. And of course, then it's all about communication as well, making sure that if, if, if a child is vaccinated in the pharmacy setting, that that information get back to uh, their primary care provider, uh, the use of the uh, immunization information systems, and all the other things that, that need to be placed around communication. And that, um, but we don't want to miss the opportunities and um, very, very important. Well, just to add, the reason that Secretary Azar, who's the Secretary of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, made this announcement with the Trump administration was, of course, to get rid of barriers with the different states that have different requirements. So under the PREP Act, they have the ability in order to override any of the, the state laws that may exist when it comes to vaccination authority by pharmacists. So their announcement on August 12th was, in fact, that pharmacists may order and administer vaccines to children ages 3 through 18. Um, and that's a big deal because I know particularly here in Texas, we can do flu down to age seven, but the other vaccines were only to age 14 without a prescription. We know so many children, unfortunately, do not have a medical home or a primary care physician. It's our job to help refer them to um, pediatricians or, or physicians accordingly. But to us, this was a, a huge opportunity to really step up and uh, and help with this need to not have the added burdens in the healthcare system. Um, this fall and going forward in light of the number of um, people that are not getting their vaccines today. 
So as pharmacists, we do stand ready to deliver on this. But I guess I would ask you as a pediatrician, what is your take on pharmacists being given this expanded authority? My take as a pediatrician is that I want uh, my patients and everybody in the United States to have the opportunity to be prevented to acquire an infectious disease. And so we have ACIP, CDC, Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices, recommended vaccines. And um, if the, uh, the regulations are such that a healthcare provider can vaccinate a patient, uh, we don't want to miss the opportunity. Um, and I think uh, it's extremely important that as we move into this fall, that everybody in our nation is protected against vaccine-preventable diseases. Uh, we've seen dramatic declines in office visits and also in visits to uh, pharmacies uh, during the pandemic. Uh, office visits for pediatric offices are, are, are starting to come back, um, but it's not back to exactly where it was, but it's definitely heading in a very good direction. And, um, but there still be opportunities that will be missed. And so let's take advantage of getting people vaccinated safely and effectively by a healthcare provider. And so um, my role as a pediatrician is to make sure that, that my patients are healthy and, um, and we'll take it however it comes. That's my view on this. Um, and I'm, I'm encouraged that there's expanded opportunity uh, for people to receive their vaccines and um, also, if parents bring their children in to get vaccinated, maybe the parents themselves will get vaccinated as well. And so that's a potential other opportunity to say, okay, you're bringing your child here, but let's talk about you. Have you been protected? You're over 50. Did you get your shingles vaccine? You're over 65. Have you had, you know, maybe it's a grandparent bringing a child in. Have you had your pneumonia vaccine? Have you had your Tdap vaccine? And of course, influenza vaccination. So um, I think uh, I'm uh, encouraged that um, hopefully our, 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 our patient population across the United States and in Texas, uh, more people will get their recommended vaccines on time and, and be protected against vaccine-preventable disease. That seems like a very good thing. Absolutely. Well, just to be clear, of course, as part of those requirements for pharmacists to be able to do this, they do have to report through the immunization information system, as we talked about. So that way, um, the other providers are aware of what vaccines have been given, as well as um, reporting back if they do have a pediatrician or a um, primary care physician. And then if they don't, recommending one and as well as recommending the well child visit that's so important, uh, particularly for children to see their pediatrician. So that's part of the requirement for pharmacists. And I think a great opportunity for there to be um, pharmacists and physicians working together. Great opportunity. So there are over 300,000 pharmacists in the United States, and it's the only profession where a patient does not have to have an appointment to access health care. Pharmacists are the most accessible of all health care providers. Some state that 90% of the U.S. populations live within five miles of a pharmacy. Pharmacists are highly educated. They actually go to college for six to eight years to receive a doctor of pharmacy degree, and many go on to do a one or two year post graduate residency program. So given that, what are some ways that pediatricians and pharmacists can work together in order to achieve the highest vaccination rates possible in this country? Oh, that's a great question. I work with uh, pharmacists uh, every day, and I'm uh, always amazed at the knowledge and the passion and the commitment of our nation's pharmacists. Uh, pediatricians and pharmacists absolutely uh, work together because we're all here for the same reason. It's, it's the health of our patients. And uh, we're here to give advice 
to give guidance based on evidence and to help uh, people uh, as they reach their own decisions around their own health. And, um, you know, we, we work together because we're here for the same exact goal. People access healthcare in all different ways. And um, let's always take advantage of all the opportunities. Um, you know, I, I think uh, one thing, a uh, personal uh, thing, you know, when, when, uh, when March came around and we were beginning to shelter in place and, you know, it, it felt like we were taking our lives in our hand if we, you know, left our front door. You know, there were there were a number of times that I, you know, as my family, we needed to go to the pharmacy. We needed to pick up an important medication or we needed to access something that we just couldn't have. And it was extremely comforting to be able to go and know that there was a professional there who could answer my questions and was there for me and my family, um, you know, 24 seven, basically. And um, that that's a you know, that's the way it should be that we're all here together to keep our population healthy. And, and now, of course, um, you know, the, the, uh, with testing that, that uh, you know, for COVID, the pharmacies are playing in a, even another role um, to keep our population healthy. It's, it's a partnership and, uh, and it's for the right reason. It's for the patient. Well, Ann, thank you for your insight. Such good information. Um, I think it's important, as you said, we all have the patient at heart, that's our most important priority is to improve patient outcomes and how we can work together as part of the healthcare team is so important for all of us in, in the healthcare arena. Thanks to our audience for joining us. We appreciate you. Uh, please be sure to hit the like or subscribe button to get notifications for future episodes like this. Thanks and have a great day. Thank you.